everybody, and welcome to episode two of the 86 Hit Podcast. My name is Davin Davis, and with me today is my co-host, uh, co-owner of Inner Urban, co-owner of Two Vets Clothing, uh, Mr. Josh Woods. How are you today, sir? Good, buddy. How are you? Doing fantastic. Thank you. And our special guest today, also co-owner of Inner Urban, also co-owner of Two Vets. I'm sure he has some other accolades under his belt. Uh, please help me welcome Zach Grayson. Zach, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Emphasis on the special, though. <laughs> Super special. Um, Zach, uh, you're a new guest. Uh, the point of this podcast is um, we try to get our point across out to the audience, out to customers. Uh, I feel like it's a little unfair that customers get to get on Yelp and get on certain review sites and review us. And we never get a chance to review back, uh, to tell our side of the story, to tell some good stories. So hopefully we'll do that today with you. Um, before we uh, get into all the good stuff, though, tell me, how did you get into the restaurant business? How long have you been here? When did you start? Things like that. I've been in the restaurant business for, well, Josh got me in the restaurant business. How long ago? Uh, well, when we started this, so eight and a half years ago. Okay. Well, before that, Duncan. Yeah. So, yeah, 10 years ago. Nice. Yeah. Um, how did you get into two-vet clothing? Was this a side project you two wanted to do? Yeah, so we, we had the restaurants going on. Then we decided to get into the food truck slash trailer game. And so we we're going to all these little fairs and festivals. And we noticed that a lot of people were wearing a certain style of clothing called grunt style, which we knew was an online vendor only. And so we were like, we're going to these fairs and festivals anyway. Why not bring a trailer and bring the stuff to them instead of them have to order online, kind of clothe them and feed them type thing. Oh, nice. Uh, what ty- how would you describe Two Vets Clothing? Well, I mean, the core concept is, uh, you know, veteran-owned and operated. Like, most of the stuff we sell in the, in the shop is geared towards a veteran-owned or operated uh, company, whether okay. it be uh, Black Rifle Coffee, Grunt Style, um, Nine Line, you know, our own brand, right. uh, things like that. I would say you guys have been pretty successful. I see a lot of people wearing your merchandise around town, especially in here, all the time. Um, so as we speak right now, it's the early hours of Sunday morning. Uh, on our first episode, I asked Josh uh, about Sunday morning crowds. It's a particular type of crowd you get. Um, you've worked Sunday morning crowds, I'm sure, before. Um, how do you feel about Sunday morning people? There, there's a certain stigma in the restaurant business that comes with a Sunday morning crowd. <laughs> well, uh, you know, there's kind of the how do I want to say this? The stigma, I guess, you're pointing to is, you know, the, I just tied to the church. Why am I going to tip you type thing? Right. You know, we've all heard that in right. this business. But for the most part, I mean, I remember going out Sunday mornings. I grew up in the church, my grandparents and my parents. And mm-hmm. that was kind of our family thing, you right. know, going out Sunday morning. We had our spots that we'd go visit. And, and there's, there's a lot of that here in Chicxe. A lot of our regulars, this is their spot. You know, yeah. and it's not a, a negative thing. It's just yeah. it's where they come every Sunday morning. Nice. Um, Friday night crowds bit different than Friday and Saturday night crowds a bit different from Sunday oh, night. Same people though. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Just different attitude when they come right, in. Right. Um, usually typically Friday and Saturday nights is when the good stuff happens. Uh, and when I say good stuff, I mean fights break out, people might get too drunk. I've heard a lot of stories since I've started here about fights and things you've been involved with. Um, I know you got some good stories. Um, I heard one where you were behind the bar one time, and these guys jumped over the bar and leaped at you. Is that true? No, no. So I think that story's got twisted. It's sort of true. So it was one guy, 
And I was dealing with a situation with a customer where I had to cut uh, them off. Okay. And totally unrelated to that situation, he decided to interject himself into the into the situation. Is sitting there. I'm focused on them. He's over here on the other side of the bar, talking to me, yelling at me, basically. Uh-huh. And I'm paying him no mind. Right. I, I'm not even paying attention to him. Well, I guess that irritates him so much that he went to swing at me. I had no clue. I wasn't looking at him. But thank goodness his uh, significant other restrained him. Plus, he was so drunk he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. So. <laughs> Wait, so he, he swung at you like blindside? like traffic. Yes, yes. Wow. Um, were you there for that, Josh? Did mm-hmm. you see that happen? Nope. Have you two ever had to deal with an altercation together? No, usually it's either or of us. It's not both of us. Yeah. Really? Well, that must be. Actually, I must kind of suck that you don't have your backup there <laughs> with you. Um, what other fights have happened in your experience in the restaurant business? Well, um, I've had an event. So restaurant we used to have. Uh, in a neighboring city, had an events kind of an event room next mm-hmm. to it, so there were weddings and stuff like that. And I had to kick this miner out for drinking, uh, or trying to drink one time. And it was during a wedding, and uh, he did swing on me, and he connected. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, did he do any damage? Any black no, eyes? No, no. But I went black, and so when I get mad, I go black. I don't know what's going on. So right. I kind of come to, and I've got him pinned up against the wall by the throat. He's off the ground. <laughs> My whole kitchen staff was bailed out of the kitchen, ready to, ready to go to town. And uh, that was it. I let him go. They left. And Right. Um, how long did you have him against the wall for? No clue. No clue. <laughs> wow. And this is like a representative's nephew or something like that, right? Oh, I don't remember who it was. Yeah. But it was yeah. a, it was a yeah. very prominent wedding that it yeah. was, was happening. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of like punching the mayor's kid and then finding out that. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm going to play a little word association game. Uh, I'm going to say a word, and this is for both of you, by the way. I'm going to say a word, and I want you guys to hit me with the worst, maybe the worst story you can think of. So I'll, I'll give you an example. So I'll say the word manager. Can you tell me the worst manager you've ever had and why that's happened? Josh, you want to go first? Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. manager. Who comes to mind? You don't have to name names. Man. Okay. Um, we've had so many lately that are, that are really horrible. Um, not now, obviously. Right. Um, but we had a guy at our Norman location that was, that was really young. And I told the founders, I said, listen, there's something wrong with this guy. Like there's, this guy is just too weird. He doesn't know, you know, basic common things that managers should know, you know, about kegs and about orders and stuff like that. And so come to find out. He was writing himself four to six thousand dollar checks out of the out of the interurban account, and um, and they finally caught him. And I was like, I told y'all that there was something wrong with this guy, and so they caught him. He was prosecuted, um, and he came highly recommended, which which is what's crazy. <laughs> um, and they knew the guys that recommended him, and um, you know, I just think he got in some bad stuff, and he had to, you know, he kind of used that old bank account um, to take care of all this all this shit that he was dealing with you think he had some little side hustles on i side? think he was on drugs to be honest yeah right. yeah I, I guess you can call that a side hustle <clears throat> yeah <laughs> what about you zach man uh well fortunately i haven't had anything that crazy um <laughs> managerial wise but i had uh one one that kind of comes to mind and i'm sure there's others that are much worse but the one that's sticking in my head because it's kind of a funny story too i had this uh <laughs> 
young lady that was managing for me down in our our uh, Duncan location when we still had it, mm-hmm. and uh, one of our guests ordered a grilled cheese with mayo in the sandwich. Okay. Well, the the sandwich comes out with no mayo in it, right? Right. Upset, so he asked for another one, and uh, the manager was like, "Well, can't you just add mayo to it?" He's like, "So you want me to peel this grilled cheese apart, put mayo in it, put it, you know? I mean, right. something so simple." So. They went and remade another one, brought it out to him, and as she hands it to him, she backs up and says, here you go, your highness, and curtsies to you. (laughs) Yeah, so I got a phone call on that one. I had to, I I let her go the next day. Um, I mean, we had some other issues with her, but that was kind of a little snippet of... Nail in the coffin for her. Wow. Um, I worked at Waffle House. It was my first job, uh, seven years, and we had a manager who, I mean, to put it simply, he was racist, and... One night, uh, his crew was an all-black crew, and he thought the general manager was picking on him because he knew that he was racist. So at Waffle House, in order to make hash browns, you, they come in a cardboard box. You open them up, fill it with water, let the hash browns absorb the water, then you drain them. This guy decided to fill the hash brown box with his urine. He got about two boxes in come uh, on. on camera. We found him the next day. He was fired. Oh, um, probably the worst thing I've ever been associated with as far as managers go. Yeah. Um, so uh, next word we're going to do, um, drugs. Josh, you'll go first. When you hear the word drugs and related to the restaurant business, what do you think of? Oh, man. Um, I would say the guys that um, are nonstop washing dishes and cleaning <laughs> and and don't know um don't look up you know they're just they're just down head down mm-hmm. getting after it you know and and they're they're on something obviously right. you know um but they're still good workers they're, they're great workers <laughs> i mean they're great workers when they show up and when they're you know when they're on their stuff they're doing their job they they're very um they're also very they think that you have something on at all times so they're very they're watching you right like all right man he's gonna he's gonna know that i'm doing something so so they're really like hey boss everything okay you know they're, they're doing that the whole time double so, checking yeah yeah i mean big time and so um that's that's when you know it was when they keep bothering you wow Paranoia. Uh, what about yes. you zach <clears throat> well i mean you know just like every restaurant in america i'm sure we've we have that battle where we fight you know, I'm not one to judge what people do in their, their spare time or on their own, you know, whatever. It's their life to live, but you don't bring it here. Don't bring right. it to my house. Don't bring it to where I feed my family from. And so the most recent thing I can think of is, uh, you know, I found a, a bag of meth out back one time. I think I think it was my second day <laughs> I was going to say, I think you were here. Yeah. yeah, and I showed up, and that's what everyone's talking about. Did you hear what happened last night? Like, And yeah. uh, if I remember correctly, it was a new dishwasher. That right. that's more than likely where it came from, right. and I mean I don't I don't even think he showed up to his next shift after, uh, yeah because I wasn't nice I didn't hold any punches right. and I'm gonna keep this G rated, uh, but you know I basically took it showed everybody and said look what I found you know if it's yours you're obviously not getting it back <laughs> right but uh, you know don't ever bring it here again you or, uh, you had like a little staff meeting real quick to I did. come to Jesus moment I did and I was in you know I wasn't working that day so I was in. I'd call civilians, you know, my street attire. Mm-hmm. And so we had a new server, funny side note to this story. We had a new server that night. And so I come to the serving line. I tell them what's going on and why I'm here. And so I still have this baggie. I'm on my way to dispose of it. And Bailey, our other manager, is walking with me. And I guess as I leave, you know, I'm still kind of yapping about what's going on. 
And she turns to one of us and says, did he just get kicked out for having meth? Talking about me. She didn't know who I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Zach, big meth user. Yeah. You can um, tell I use it all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, meth. Um, anyway, uh, uh, my experience with it, uh, several. Um, meth is kind of prominent in this town. I think mm-hmm. we can all agree on that. Um, I've, I've seen worse. I have had servers in my time uh, do shoot up heroin in the bathroom and I'm, I'm talking to the point where you can see like the belt hanging below the stall kind of thing um i've had i've had servers rolling silverware on xanax apparently and like be passing out as they're trying to roll it and then when you ask them, like hey man everything okay you want something they're like well i just had a red bull just something stupid yeah like that. <laughs> yeah so it's pretty prominent out there um next one we kind of delved in this a little bit but i know you have some good stories on this fights that happened. Um, uh, I did a little bit of research. Uh, you got swung on at a at a country club event. Do you want to? Well, wanna... okay. So, if, you, <laughs> if, if the gentleman that that this was with ever hears this, he'll know who I'm talking about. But yeah. so yes, we we had a restaurant at a country club, and and, and you know, ninety nine percent of the time the experience was awesome there. The people are great, you know. But you get alcohol involved, and somebody's having a bad day. Things are going to happen. Right. And so this certain gentleman was in the bar. It was middle of the day. Uh, you know, families are still there eating. And, uh, other members have their families in the room. And, <laughs> and he was going through a little bad spot in his life. Right. And, you know, and everybody knew it. Mm-hmm. And so he was getting a little wasty face and getting loud and kind of standing up on the bar. And so I just walked up kind of to the side. And we had a good relationship. Uh-huh. And, we, and we still do. You uh-huh. know, he, I consider him a friend. And uh, I just kind of. Pulled him to the side and whispered, "Hey man, can you can you tone it down for me a little bit? Like kind of making a spectacle out of yourself." And he went from zero to a hundred, like just irate, mad, saying that I embarrassed him, that how dare I talk to him in in his place, you know. Mm. So I I kind of let him follow me out to the hallway to get away from everything, and yeah, he decided to, to swing on me, and uh, <laughs> luckily somebody else follows out and restrained him. But oh, yeah, he was good. he was coming like a freight train. It wasn't it wasn't going to be pretty. What about um? Fights at the club. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, man, good ones all the time, all especially the time. especially when they had big blowouts. All the time. Uh, can you give us an example of one? Like a... I can I can think of one that's a – he's a – I don't think it happened all the way, but if it did, it wouldn't have been good for the other guy. He was – I mean, this guy has like two sons that are state wrestlers, and he's a big dude. And, you know, all them, all them guys, they get to drink, and they think that they're tougher than hell. Mm-hmm. And – this is the wrong guy to do it with. And, I mean, he probably had three guys holding him back from kicking this guy's ass. Um, yeah, you had a – you had a, so the incident I think you're talking about, yeah, you had a yapper. Yeah. I thought that he was bulletproof. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the other guy, you knew what he was capable of, and he didn't say anything. And you were just waiting on him. It was like a powder keg. You are just waiting on him to blow right. up. Yeah. And it would have been bad. Yeah. Usually the most dangerous guy in the room is the guy who never says he is the most dangerous guy. That's correct. Yeah. being quiet. Yeah. That's correct. Um, what about uh, drunks? And they, uh, drunks uh, and fights kind of go hand in hand a little bit, but not all the time. Do you have any uh, lighthearted drunk stories, maybe? Some that didn't turn into a knockdown, drag out fight. How about our, our first night in Duncan? We had to kick out, uh, kick out a guy. Our first night, we opened a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> I kicked him out. Yeah. Yeah. What, he, go ahead. What happened? Uh, he, he was just a local guy, and, and it turned out to be one of our, our best guests that we had down there and super nice and friendly. But it was our first night, grand opening. You know, we we're. Tensions are high, 
and he just got way too inebriated and just being loud. And, you know, you'd ask him to tone it down. He'd tone it down for a little bit. Then he'd get loud again. There's family and kids mm-hmm. in there. And so, yeah, we, we kicked him out. It was a big joke after that for the next five years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, what are you going to do? Kick me out again? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great guy. He apologized oh, yeah. next day. He's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, is there a story about – I'm not sure if this guy was even drunk, but I heard this. It sounds like a drunk thing about a dishwasher – uh, maybe taking a 10-speed into a kiddie pool. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I mean, is there a statute of limitations on liability? <laughs> <laughs> in, in this made-up scenario, yeah. what happened? Hypothetically, we may have had a, um, an employee party. Uh, okay. And again, this is down in, in uh, the country club that, that we had a restaurant in. Okay. They had a pool, an outdoor pool, and uh, kind of like a little kiddie pool. And we were having our, our um, first year kind of big employee appreciation day, kind of mm-hmm. a party, and of course, there was some alcohol involved, lots of food and stuff. And, and this this individual, have you ever, you know who Ernest is? Yeah, of course. Uh, okay, uh, imagine Ernest. Okay. Right? As goofy and, and just kind looks of stringy. Like it looks just like him. Looks right? like him, too. Uh, not two brain cells to rub together, but uh-huh. uh, super nice guy when he's sober. Um, he decides to take this 10-speed, and the way this was set up, this pool had about a, a um, half a story worth of stairs you had to go down into to get to the pool deck. Uh-huh. And so he takes his 10-speed, and he decides he's going to take this 10-speed down these stairs and ramp the little kiddie pool, which imagine like a six-foot circumference hot tub. Okay. Like a little kiddie pool. Okay. And he gets about three-quarters of the way, and he just nosedives, and he hits with the bridge of his nose on the concrete Ooh. edge, and he's out. He's out He's cold. just floating like a dead body in there. <laughs> yeah, Face we, down in the water. Yeah. If it would have been just me and him, the only two people there, he would have died because I was doubled over laughing. I could not stop <laughs> That's awesome. I'm surprised he made it down the stairs. He was just. <laughs> <laughs> now, you said he cracked his nose, right? Oh, yeah. Was he, was like, when he was face down the pool. Yeah. Was there like blood just like oh, yeah. echoing? Like yeah. From yeah. The pool. It looked like a shark attack. Poor yeah, guy. It was nuts. What happened, he, what happened when he came to? Like fine. nothing happened. Yeah, he's fine. Just, just. Yeah, Ready was, to go again. I do this all the time kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's. He I got stories go. for days on that guy. That ain't the only story I've got for him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell us another one then uh, about this made up person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. He may or may not have been dared to snort wasabi one time, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't condone. Uh-huh. But somehow it got filmed and, uh, yeah, made it on Facebook. So I may or may not have had to call the health inspector and said it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I'm not naming names. Did, a, did an employee film it yeah. and upload Yeah, his significant other, yeah. Okay. And then when I explained to her the implications of that, she quickly took it down. Right. That's kind of a scary thing nowadays with social media, like the, the stuff that gets put out there. You don't even know you're being recorded half the time. Right. And the things people can upload and twist to their own narrative sometimes. Oh, yeah. um, what about uh, thieves? Uh, you mentioned earlier the guy who was stealing $4,000, $6,000 of interurban money. Um, what other interactions have you guys had with thieves? And it could be anything from stealing a hamburger to stealing $6,000, you know. I mean, recently we had a gentleman that was a dishwasher here. Um, I noticed that there was a, a bag of pot roast being thawed out. And um, I go by, and, you know, it's probably five, ten minutes later, and it's gone. I said, hey, where'd that go? And none of the cooks had any idea where it was. And so come to find out, this dishwasher, he took a bag of damn pot roast home, and he'd probably done this several times, and we caught him stealing money out of um, – you know his wife's purse in the office and um so 
one of our other employees chased him down and said, hey, give us some money back right now. We called the cops. We, um, you know, we know where he lives, all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, uh, they get ballsy back there sometimes. Well, they don't realize we have, you know, 97 cameras in this place. Right. Um, so that's just stupid on their part. You said uh, you found out where he lived. Oh, yeah. Did you go to his place of res- residence? And- our, our cook and a manager did that day, I'm pretty sure. And um, they caught him halfway there and said, hey, we know you took that money. Give it back. And he only gave, like, half of it back. Like, oh, this is all I took. And he was Hispanic, so his, his, his language wasn't there. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, but he knew. Like, he knows, you know, right. he's playing dumb. Right. So, but well, he the, was he was caught. <clears throat> well, when that, when that happened, you know, he went in there and he took the money, and then Kim came right in behind him. He wasn't in the office, but her purse was moved, and she noticed. And right. so she immediately went over there and looked and knew that she had over $200 in her purse, and there was like a 20 left. And so she came out and said, nobody move, nobody leave. Like, who took the money? Like, I know somebody did it. There's cameras. I'm going to review them, blah, 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 blah. And so she went in to look at the cameras, and then somebody came and said, hey, he just left. You know, so it was that quick. Right. Uh, I've, uh, I mean, I've had multiple stories. I I took out trash one time at a restaurant that I worked at before here. Wasn't even looking. I just happened to look in the back of an employee's truck, and there was a uh, sleeve of sirloin steaks. Just, that looked surprisingly like our sirloin steaks. Uh, sticking out of these two pieces of cardboard. Um, uh, I, when I worked at Waffle House, I had this woman. She had like seven kids, this waitress, and she was a great waitress. We found out that she was stuffing her purse with like ten sandwiches and taking them home, you know. And in, and in those situations, like that one in particular, you could probably just ask, you know, if you have hungry kids, you know, we'd be more than glad to help you out. But, yeah, uh, thieves are abundant. Um, next one. This one, I'm looking for some good stuff. Uh, Karens, for lack of a word. The best Karens, and this is male and female, by the way. When I say Karens, you know the terminology of Karen in the restaurant business. Uh, Josh, won't you go first and tell us a good Karen story? I'll tell you my most recent one. It actually happened right two weeks ago. Um, so a lady had came in. Um, she was greeted immediately. Um, she ordered a beer. Our bartender's really busy. Um, she got a water. She ordered her food. She got her salad. Everything was good. I always go talk to her because um, she's by herself, and I always make it a point to, if somebody's by yourself, I always make it a point to go talk to you. And, right. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you guys again, you know, or good to see you again, and thanks for coming, you know. How you doing? Mm-hmm. So I approached her. Hey, man, good to see you. How are you? Uh, just waiting on my beer. So she immediately, you know, just... Waiting on my beer here, you know, it's taking forever. So I turn around, and the server's bringing the beer. So the beer gets there immediately. So during that time period, I didn't know that she had canceled her food order. So I went back, I talked to the server, I said, hey, what's happening? You know, he said, I don't know, man, she seems mad. She's canceled her food order. Um, I'm guessing because it took her beer too long. So I approached her, and um, I, apparently she's done this once before. And okay. I wasn't here, so I didn't know. Um, and I asked her, I said, hey, can you tell me why you canceled your food order so, you know, maybe I can help you out? And it was just like she was looking for a fight. So immediately just how dare you ask me that? Who are you to who are you to ask me that? And I said, well, I'm kind of running this place right now, so um, I'm just trying to help you out here. Mm-hmm. Immediately called me white trash, F you, you, you know, you piece of what, blah, blah, blah. And so I said, okay. 
it's time for you to leave. She had her little $10 bill on the table, and I said, take this. You're done. Get out of here. And so I walked her to the door. whole time, she's yelling, cussing at me, calling me white trash. I mean, just yell, making a spectacle out of, out of herself. And um, so I opened the door for her. She gets up in my face, um, and she's just, you know, you blah, blah, blah. And I was like, who are you? And she's like, who are you? And I'm going to sue you. And, and, and I said, if you don't get out of here right now, I'm going to call the cops. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sue you for calling the cops on me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And I just sat there, and she yelled for a little bit longer. And I said, you have a great day. And um, she's continued to yell. And there are people walking in like, what the hell is going on in here? You know, so. Uh, not to spoil the story or anything uh did she sue you and have the cops spend by to talk to you about it nope we're good that's still as good not, yeah <laughs> yeah we're good i mean i'm still waiting right um zach what about you what's a, what's a good karen story you've been involved with mine is going to be a a ken story ken <laughs> yeah okay uh hush puppy gate 2020 <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> so it, it's last year and i think it's kind of after things kind of got going sort of back to normal and uh, we had some ball teams in, um, and this gentleman got him and his wife split a catfish okay. uh, entree. And um, so he asked to speak to the manager once the bill came, and or talked to the server first. And he said, I'm not paying for this. You know, my hush puppies were cold, or they weren't hot, you know. Clean plates, by the way. Not a morsel of food. Crum- All on, the crumbs gone. Yeah, lick clean, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> And so, of course, the server, you know, when a customer's unhappy, they're, they're supposed to come get a manager so we can, you know, try to fix it, right? yeah. try to make it right. So my manager on duty, Bailey, goes and talks to him, and, and the guy's like, you know, I'm not effing paying for this. And, of course, once you cuss at my staff, you know, we, we, don't, let, we don't want them to cuss back, but it's kind of like, yeah, okay, we're done with you. Right. You know, like, it's no holds barred at that point. Right. Um, so Bailey tells him, well, what was wrong? He explains it. And so, again, they split it, right? And so Bailey's like, okay, I'll, you know, he goes back to, to the uh, point of sale with the, the server and takes off his half of the catfish, right? Even though he ate everything, right. hush puppy, cold hush puppies and all, right? Mm-hmm. Takes off that half. She takes the bill back out, and he just throws a rip-roaring fit. I'm not paying for any of it. He don't want to pay for his wife's portion either. And so Bailey goes back over to him, and it's like, and I'm, I'm here, but I'm watching this. You right. know, I'm standing right there. He, he can see me. The whole table can see me, and I'm watching it. I want to see how... My then, he's relatively new at management. I want to see how he handles the situation. Right. Goes back out. And, and uh, the dude's still cussing and being irate and tells him again, I'm not paying for this. And Bailey's like, no, you're paying for it. And he gets up in Bailey's face ready to fight him over hush puppies. Was this, now, I, not to interrupt your story, but I think, it, was this the story where the customer called Bailey a fat little twerp or something like no, that? That's a different story. That's a different, okay. <laughs> No, okay. this, this, Sorry. No, this, <laughs> this guy, you know, they'd probably been in the heat all day out here playing bass. No excuse right. to act this way to anybody, <laughs> right. you know. Oh, I haven't heard gosh. that story. I'm, I'm curious now. But, yes, yes. Now that has happened. So he gets in Bailey's face, and, and Bailey, I like the way he handled it because he didn't get rise up. He didn't, he didn't yell back. He just simply said, look, you're either going to pay for it I'm going to call the cops. Your choice. How do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. And, of course, he sat back down and he paid his bill. But you could tell the rest of the table kind of eating him on like, they're going to make you pay for it, man. You shouldn't have to pay for that. You know, just kind of <laughs> – but it, over hush puppies, man. Right. Over a two-piece how of mu- hush puppy. How much is a hush puppy? Uh, well, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not even like part of the meal. It's like an add-on, you know, right. a garnishment. It's like a, yeah, garnishment. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had an incident uh, two nights ago. 
three, two nights ago, unfortunately. Um, and the guy, the customer that I'm talking about, he's a nice gentleman, by the way. Um, but he, <laughs> he came in, and uh, it was our bad. He, he uh, had a server come to me and say, hey, this guy's ticket's almost at 40 minutes. He's been waiting. He looks pissed. And I'm like, great. How did I miss this? So uh, he's waiting on tater tots. I'm like, great. I'll wait for the tater tots to come up. I'll take them over there. I'll go talk to the guy. Tater tots come up. I grab them. I'm walking over there, and I have, like, my stupid, goofy manager smile on my face. <laughs> and, and I put them down. I was like, there you go, buddy. I just And I was going to do, hey, just so you know, your meal's going to be us, on us tonight. I'm so sorry you waited. You know, And before I could even get hey, buddy, out, this guy in our bar very loudly goes, I ain't paying for a damn thing. I've waited 45 minutes for these. And I was like, and I'm like, hey, man, you don't have to cuss at me. We can talk like gentlemen, you know, and he wasn't backing down at first. He goes, this is bullshit. I come in here all the time. I've never had an experience like this, which is kind of my point. You come in 99 times and everything's great. And then you come in this one time, and it's crap, and now you want to burn the building down. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's a whole other podcast. That happens all the time. <laughs> that's yeah. a whole other conversation. All yeah. the time. Um, but I do want to say, to the guy's credit, uh, we had a back and forth. I eventually said, hey, man, what can I do to make you happy? What would make you happy in this moment? Um, him and his wife came in the very next day. He saw me. He called me over, and I'm like, all right, how's this going to go? Round two. <laughs> ding, ding. Is this going to be round two? Or, and he held out his hand. I shook his hand. He's like, hey, man, I'm sorry about yesterday. I'm embarrassed. I had a bad day at work, and I came here and took it out on you guys. And uh, I, I don't even want to hold my head up to you all right now. And I said, well, hey, man, I'm embarrassed. We gave you a 40-minute ticket. So now all of us are perfect, right? Uh, shook his hand, bought him a beer, and happy ending. Uh, one of the few cases where it had a happy ending with a caring. But Did you guys kiss? Uh, no. I got his phone number, though. <laughs> <laughs> Snapchat. Right. <laughs> but, and, and, you know, to caveat this, you know, we're talking about maybe the, the 2%, 1% of guests that come through. You know, the vast majority are awesome. Right, yeah. You know. A thousand percent. There's customers I see that I love seeing. Like, it makes my day better to see them. Yeah. Uh, others, not so much. Yeah. But. So working in the restaurant business, uh, you have to kind of hold up a standard to yourself, um, especially nowadays on social media and things, represent our community well, not just while you're in the restaurant, but also outside of the restaurant. Um, and that goes for employees too. Like, uh, and there's a lot of X factors in the restaurant business. And when I say X factors, I mean different kinds of people. Have you ever uh, Right into a, uh, an employee or a former employee or just someone representing in urban that probably shouldn't have been representing in urban. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got one story that comes to mind, and this has been several years ago. Um, you know, but you know, we work, work really hard to to how do I want to put this to have a good name. You know, the legacy right. that is in urban. You know, we didn't start in urban, but we want to keep. We don't want to tarnish that name, so everything we do is to make interurban look good okay. uh, because it is good, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I got a call one day here. I was a manager on duty, and I got a call one day from a local loan company that knows us. And uh, <laughs> I said, hey, one of your managers is out here in front of my store yelling at my customers while they're in their cars. 
And I'm like, uh, impossible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, no, all my manager accounted for. Uh, like, well, they're wearing one of your polos. I said, okay, I'll be right there. Did when you got that phone call, did you immediately text like every manager, like, "Hey, are you at Taco Bell or wherever it was right now?" <laughs> no, at that time we only had like three of us. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think yeah. we're all here. Yeah. <laughs> so I go down there, and uh, he's no longer there. But I went in and talked to the to the lady, and and she kind of gave me a description of what was going on. And yeah, I guess as people would pull up, like he'd like bang on their car and yell at them, like, "Hey, give me money" or something like that, you know. Um, but she said he was dressed nice, had one of her polos on, a pair of slacks, carrying a briefcase, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, this is a weird story. Um, but I guess uh, he had wandered over to Taco Bell, which was right across the way. Mm-hmm. So I go over there, and I go in Taco Bell, and sure enough, there he is standing there wearing one of our black polos with an urban, holding a briefcase, talking to, I guess, the manager of Taco Bell about getting a job there, you know, applying. And so I just confront him. I'm like, what do I got to lose? It's like, hey, uh, hey, man, like, where'd you get that shirt? And why are you out here messing with people while you're wearing it? He's like, oh, this is my shirt. I said, no, it's not. You've never worked for me. You know, and uh, he said, well, uh, it's mine now and I'm wearing it. I said, okay, fair enough. You know, I was like, well, what would it take to get it back from me? He's like, well, you can't have my effing shirt. And I was like, well, um, again, it's not your shirt. It's my shirt. It's got my name on it, right, right. in Urban. That's mine. Right. I said, I don't know where you got it, but let's come to some kind of reasonable arrangement. He gets irate. <clears throat> I don't know why. Everybody wants to kick the biggest guy in the room's ass. Right. But that's where they go, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, well, let's go outside. I'm going to kick your ass. You're not getting my shirt, blah, blah, blah. And I could tell he was drunk. Like, at that point, I knew that something was wrong. Right. So I get out. and we're, He's screaming. So I pull him out. I say, okay, let's go outside and talk. So we go outside. And again, he's, you know, you're not getting my effing shirt, blah, blah, blah. You can fight me for it. And I'm like, I'm not going to fight you. Like, this, this is not going to happen. Right. right. And he's an older gentleman. I wouldn't say, like, real old. They're probably mid-50s, 55. Okay. Um, and so it goes back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, I'm getting nowhere with this. And he starts taking off the shirt. I was like, you know, all right, awesome. You're giving me the shirt. He's like, no, I'm about to whoop your ass. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, 20 bucks. Well, 20 bucks get the shirt from you. He pulled it off so fast and handed it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him 20 bucks. I got yeah. my truck and left. But as I'm getting in my truck, he starts coming after me again. I just leave. Uh, did, the, did that guy ever become a customer of Interurban that you know of? Did he ever come in? Well, funny story. Um, two weeks later, we had just opened up two vets, um, mm-hmm. the first location uh, at Fourth and Kansas and upstairs. And he comes in, and I recognize him, but he does not recognize me. <laughs> so we had a we had a conversation. He was a vet apparently, and so we had a conversation okay. about his service and told him about mine. And uh, but he's like a completely different guy. He wasn't drunk, <laughs> you know. And uh, that's the last time I ever saw him. Was he very level-headed in the conversation? Just. I mean, you can still tell something. I, I, he may have had some some kind of mental issues or something, but uh, but you know, completely different person. Like, oh wow! Yeah, I um, remember taking that phone call when that happened, and I laughed so hard. <laughs> I was like, "Do you really paid him twenty dollars for that shirt?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Dude, that is so funny." <laughs> uh, speaking of customers, uh, we we kind of picked on employees and customers a lot a little bit. Um, Josh, I know recently you had a uh, very shitty experience with yeah. a customer. Disgusting. Inside this establishment. Uh, I don't want to spoil a thing. Will you go ahead and just tell the story, how you remember it, what happened? Yeah, so um, so we have this, this, it's a guy and a lady. They're, they're related, obviously. Um, they come in all the time. And the, obviously there's something, there's, there's something off with the gentleman. Um, and they're older. He's probably... He's probably 40, 
you know, around that area. And, um, so I'm not here actually, but I have, you know, I have cameras on my phone. I have my employees call me immediately. And, um, so this guy, um, he, um, he takes a, a shit in his pants out front and shakes it out of his jeans in our front parking lot. And so it's on camera. My bartender taking a picture of it, <laughs> sent it to me. He said, hey, man, um, this guy just shit in our parking lot. And I was like, no way, dude. I said, go out there and make sure it's actually shit and not just something. So um, he goes out there. He takes a picture of it, sends it to me. I was like, okay, this is disgusting. And then I was like, okay, tell the dishwasher to go sweep it up immediately. <laughs> I was like, because we can't have that in our, in our parking lot. So now this gives me um, a, um, ammunition to, to, to tell that they can't come back. You know, they're banned. Because this guy's done some shady stuff in the past. He's super weird. My employees really, um, you know, they kind of creep him out. Um, but well, we you caught know. him watching porn on his phone yeah. in, in the restaurant. Yeah, he using just, our Wi-Fi, yeah. Yeah, he used our Wi-Fi, and apparently a server walked by, and, and he was watching some porn. And, you know, he kind of hides it, but... I always tell them, I was like, when that happens, come and tell me so I can go get rid of the situation. You know, I got a reason now to get rid of him. Um, how how do you how do you even approach that situation? Do you literally just walk up like, hey man, I, I heard you watching porn? Yep, correct. I'd be like, hey man, my server saw you doing this. Um, I'm gonna have to, have to ask you to leave and never come back. Um, that's just not. I mean, we're a family restaurant. Yeah, we can't have that. That's, oh, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Especially using your Wi-Fi. So, so I'm working the next shift that I knew they'd come in, obviously, I, literally the next day. And um, I, I catch them at the front door. So I go up and I say, hey, guys. I was like, you guys are, are banned for, for, uh, for good. I said, I just can't have you eating in here anymore. And the older lady was like, well, why? And I said, well, because he took a shit in our parking lot. And um, she was like, oh, my goodness. Uh, and, you know, me thinking, ma'am, you were right beside him when he did it. You know, you obviously knew what happened, you know, but um, I know that she, you know, don't have a lot of power on what, what goes on. So I was I was nice. I just said, hey, sorry, you know, we can't do this. Have a good day. And um, they walked out and haven't been back since. Didn't put up any type of verbal fight or no, she, Oh, she did try to come back in later by herself um, saying that um, – you know, it's it's you know it's him, it's not me, and then and we just like, ma'am, you allow that to happen. You knew it happened. If you were to to come and say, hey, can I get a broom and dustpan, or, or hey, this happened, can you help us out? Different story. But right. you know, you never even got that far. So you you, meant, you mentioned you've had a few stories uh, watching Poro's phone shitting in the parking lot. Is there anything else that this gentleman's done before in here? That's I've actually seen him do things at other businesses. I was driving down the road and this is crazy um and i think he's a he he steals things like that are just in his sight you know his opportunist so um he he, he grabbed a sonic he was, he, drove, he walked by sonic and he grabbed one of those little yard post signs and he was walking with it and so he's about a block down i see three sonic employees running after him and i see it happen and they catch they get it to him and they confront him and they grab, they pull the sign out of his arms real quick, and it's just like they, he just tried to steal their signs for no reason. And so the Sonic employee saw him do that, chased him down, took their their sign back, and just walked back like nothing happened. 
Wow. So. Well, I think he also did the uh, same leg shake thing in another uh, establishment here in town. Oh, uh, that wasn't his first rodeo. He's no. A, he's a serial uh, shitter. Uh, or, or a shit bandit, however you want to look at it. Oh, yeah. The shit bandit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any other stories about customers like that? Just not necessarily shitting in the parking lot, but just doing crazy things that just you don't see every day. Well, I have uh, – this happened to my daughter. Um, she waits tables and, and does the go here. And so it was during a uh, – there was a rodeo in town. And usually rodeo people are like the nicest people ever, you know, always respectful, um, super nice. She had a table where it was a couple guys, and they were just pounding drinks, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's a – 16, 17-year-old kids. so when she felt, we, we preach, hey, we can't overserve. You know, you've right. got to monitor it. And so they were probably five or six deep each in a short time, about an hour. And so she came and got the manager like she's supposed to and said, hey, I don't feel comfortable serving them anymore. And so the manager went, and uh, Bailey again, uh, I feel like Bailey always gets the short end of the stick. <laughs> He'll be a until Until you came, yeah. and now you're getting the short end of the stick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he goes up and explains to him, hey, you know, you've, you know, due to state law, like, we can't serve you anymore. You've had an we can't overserve you. You know, you've had as much as we can serve you. And the, the guy, one of the guys, was just appalled that he got cut off. And he looked at Bailey and goes, "You voted for Biden, didn't you?" <laughs> and Bailey was like, "Sir, I'm not sure what that has to do with this." He's like, "You just don't like cowboy hats, you know, because they were all wearing cowboy hats." Right. They like, no, sir. You just you've had enough to drink. We're a restaurant with a bar, not a bar with a restaurant. You know. And I guess that that pissed him off. So. Bailey concluded his conversation when they went back. Well, she went to take him the bill. When she put the bill on the table, he leaned over and spit the back in our floor. That's the kind of stuff that we deal with. Right. What no hap- reason. What happened after that, the tobacco on the floor? They just got up and left. I mean, we cleaned it up. What do you do? You wow. know? I mean, they were, paid, they were paying out. And, wow. You know? Um, My favorite are other um, people in our business that come in here and act a fool. Um, people that work in restaurants yeah or, or the hospitality business they come in here and act like um they don't have any damn sense and there are a few that, that that's happened here have you have you ever had to ban anybody from or maybe call uh their establishment be like, hey, i just want you to know your employee came into my establishment and- man I, I, we talked about it last time i called the university when they had an issue with the, with an athlete um i do know there is another business in town and and she came in here, and she's she's the manager of this 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 place, and um, she's a nightmare. And I, I mean, I think people I don't have to tell anybody that everybody knows that. Right, I think uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, everybody knows who we're talking about. Um, so I just let it be, man. I, I'm not gonna beat a dead horse. Right. You know. You, you, now there are some owners of establishments that if their employees come here and represent them bad, we'll let them know. But we want the same. Like if you know somebody comes into a place local and. Wearing an urban shirt and they act a fool. Let us know. Yeah, right. we don't we'll want take that care representation yeah. out there. Well, what would be some uh, offenses if if I wore an urban shirt and went to just for example Sonic and did something stupid? How would you address that situation? If if you were rude to a, an employee at another place or um, you know you were just acting stupid, I'd pull you in the office and be like, "Listen, you you know you're representing us." You can be stupid all you want in your own clothes, but when you're wearing it in urban clothes, and plus this small community, people know where you right. work, you know. So, um, if if you were if you weren't with me for a while, I'd probably just let you go to be honest, mm-hmm. because immediately that's a that's a huge sign. I don't want you working here. Right. Um, but if you you know if you if you take to what I'm saying and like learn from it, and that's great. You know that's what we want to do. Great. 
Um, I want to try a segment on, on this episode. Uh, if you've ever watched Inside the Actor's Studio, at the end of every episode, he asks these questions to the guests. I just thought it'd be kind of fun to pick your brains and see, see what this goes. So the first question, very simple. What is your favorite word? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, a bad habit of calling people champ, stuff like that. You know? <laughs> I mean, my favorite word I use is probably the F word. Right. I mean, it That's just fits, one. It fits so many roles. Yeah, yeah. Swiss Army knife of words. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Oh, man, I'm trying to think of what I say a lot. Um, I say cuss words that I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the army in us. Yeah, we can't yeah. get rid of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what words do I say. I mean, have you heard anything that's <laughs> familiar? Like, uh, there's a lot. Um, I'll keep it G-rated. Um, no, I can't think of a G-rated. Uh, <laughs> I um, I I tell the staff this every day, and that's just be nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you heard it earlier. Yeah. I was like, listen, I'll. I'll all I want you to do is be nice. Mm-hmm. So I'll say be nice a lot. That's that's pretty much what I say to the staff. I don't care what happens. If the food's bad, we can take care of that. As long as you're nice, they're going to come back. We'll take care of it. Like, And I tell them, if they're being jerks to you, they come and get me, let me be the bad guy. Right. Because, you know, that, the buck stops with with me. Right. So we have to control the situation. Um, which I think is, is – uh not necessarily an unwritten rule being a manager, but you're the one that has to fall on the sword every single time. If it, no matter how bad the situation is, you, you the manager has to be the one to go over there. Um, and you don't want your employees to deal with like the guy spitting tobacco on the floor yeah. and things like that. You want to be the one to deal with that. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, my favorite word is syphilis. Okay. So it's a great okay. word. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, what's your least favorite word? can't I can't do that Jack I mean sort of the same lines I guess it's a, a sentence like that's not my job oh that's a great one that's a good that's one that's a great one I hate cynicism that's not really a word but I hate the attitude of cynicism yeah. um, uh, someone who's just bitter at the world and doesn't try yeah um, uh, what turns you on creatively spiritually or emotionally something that gets your gears going I love hearing stories of um, getting great service um, here, and you know, and like, oh, you work at an urban? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we love eating this and the, this and that and this. Mm-hmm. So that that's it. That gives me chills when people tell me that. Same. Yeah. Zach, mine's gonna be uh, you know the unintended best thing about being an entrepreneur or a restaurateur is is you know your employees like I had no clue when I started a business that that would actually be my least favorite and favorite thing all in one thing you know mm-hmm. but seeing them better their station right better themselves you know we've got employees that have worked for us since we've opened mm-hmm. you know yeah. and we've watched them progressively inc- you know whether it be start a family or, or get a newer vehicle or you know just progress in life and that's right. that's why I think Josh and I are doing this you it's, know? Uh, yeah, it's a great feeling to have a 16 year old start with you and now she is she's married she has a she has a kiddo on the way she has a she has her own house she has a new, a new vehicle like when the employees get new vehicles i want to go see it mm-hmm. like i'm just as excited as you are you know like 
that that gets me going. I love that stuff. You know, that's very cool. Um, same same for me. I love teaching people, and I like seeing uh, them learning and them uh, knowing what you did. And also, a, a little bit selfish thought is, um, you don't. Me personally, I don't get to hear a lot as a manager uh, that you did a good job. Uh, not saying my boss does it. I mean, I mean the customers. Like I, I want to know that I I'm doing good and they recognize it. So when I do get to see it, it's the best feeling in the world. To yeah, um, I think it's awesome. I'm asking you something yesterday. Yeah, um, that showed you that. You yeah, know? some uh, some customers were very complimentary towards me. And that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. What turns you off, creatively, spiritually, emotionally? something you just can't stand I think it would go back to what I said just that you know it's not my responsibility like mm-hmm. you know working in this industry and in any industry you know um, you work with a lot of younger kids and, and I, I try to teach them that hey I know you may look at this as just a serving job or just a cook job this is where you build the, the foundation of your professional life mm-hmm. how you're going to react so when you get the big boy or big girl job you already got the show up on time nailed down you already mm-hmm. got the good attitude nailed down you already got to work well with others nailed down you don't have to start the basics there you can dive into your career right and start there and i try to instill that and to look at it a different way because the money they make here is real you can't tell me to sit in a real job when it pays your real bills right 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 what about you josh yeah I'm, i mean i don't I think that whatever you do in your life, you need to be good at. And I was, I was, you know, a drill sergeant taught me that a long time ago, and I'll never forget it. You know, just whatever, no matter what you're at in life, you'd be the best you can be at it. If you're mm-hmm. a garbage truck driver, if you're a janitor, if you're a server, if you're a manager, if you're a you know a co-owner, then be the best you can at it. Right. And you know that's not not pushing yourself to that goal is what turns me off. If you don't, if you don't want to better yourself. I can't help you. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all on you. Yeah. Uh, one of my dad, you know, everybody's dad has dad sayings. One of my dad's sayings was always, if your job is to push a turd across the floor with your nose from one side of the room to the other, be the best at doing that. Yeah. Uh, cause you'll succeed in life. Yeah. Maybe. Agreed. Um, what sound or noise do you love? Ooh. I got one right off the top of my head when I saw that question. I love when a shift is going excellent the kitchen's communicating tickets are flying out it's harmony it's like a symphony back there i'm a, i love when that happens in the restaurant business um i wish it happened a lot more but yeah i love that sound C- kitchen communication server communication everything going smooth on the busiest of nights i think that's great yeah yeah i was in the i was in the kitchen the other night it was a friday night and um i was i was yelling to the cooks i was like listen guys this is a this is the best high you're going to get in your life right now is dealing with this pressure, mm-hmm. you know, and just, just those guys looking at me and just like, they smile and just like, Oh, you know, mm-hmm. what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, it's just like that getting crushed and I'm back there helping them. Like that's, that's where it's at, man. Yeah. And, and a lot of people that I got a buddy that's a chef and he's, he went from this to, you know, a, just a regular a chef job where he creates menus and he, he misses that that rush yeah you know and and he talks about it like man i wish we were doing you know a, a 90 person cater and, and then we open up and we're getting our ass kicked and it's a high that that if you're not used to you know it'll 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 put you in the black face yeah you definitely. know 
What about you, Zach? Mine is probably, and this goes back to, to the Army days and, and also applies here, but when the situation is probably the shittiest it can get, mm-hmm. but the sounds are jovial, right? Where you're just embracing it, everybody's having a good time, <clears throat> laughing right. and joking, but the situation sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with that. that. That's a good one. Um, what sound or noise do you hate? I'll, I'll, I'll start with this one, alarm clocks. I just absolutely <laughs> despise the sound of alarm clocks. Yeah. Um, what about you? I don't know, man. I got mine. My phone ringing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I hate hearing my phone vibrate. Cause I don't have my phone on on noise mm-hmm. because if I would, it'd be nonstop. Right. And just like laying, laying your head down for a quick 10 minute thing, you just hear your phone. You know, right? And you're like, God, I don't want to look at that. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, being you know the owner of several businesses, you're never off the clock, right? You know, if you're if your things are operating, you're you need to be there, at least readily available. Do your phones usually go off uh, all hours of the night, kind of thing? Being so involved in the community, mm, not for the most part, but yeah, that you'll get once, some late night. Checks. Once the restaurant closes, you know, about two to Six in the morning, it's not going to go off. Oh. Unless something crazy happens. Just a four-hour window, huh? Yeah. Well, we got food trucks that go out at 7 a.m. and, and right. things like that. So, yeah, you'll get some early calls. Wow. Um, what profession, and this is kind of a weird one because you're both in several different, but uh, what profession other than the ones you're involved with would you rather, not rather be doing, but would like to do? Mine would be education and coaching. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. you enjoy Actually. coaching? Yeah, you I have like coached it. before, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I, st- yeah. I, I still do. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Zach? Law enforcement. Oh yeah, really? That's what my degree's in. Did, didn't you want to be a law in law enforcement too? Yeah, we were both military police officers. So, okay. yeah. is so that got, how y'all met? Kind of became mm-hmm. friends. That's exactly how we met. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, what profession would you not like to do ever? Teaching. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. What about you? Man. Uh, well, you didn't answer the last question, did you? Which one? The what profession would you want to do? Oh, that's the one we're on now. Uh, or, I want to be a writer. Um, I really enjoy writing. Uh, I think I'm good at it. I, I get compliments on it all the time. I'm working on a book right now, actually. Um, I like making people laugh. Um, me and Josh talked about this in our last podcast. Uh, I've done some stand-up comedy, um, and I love writing. Um, it, it, it kind of comes, I don't mean to sound braggadocious, but it kind of comes easy and natural to me to just whip up a story uh, on Facebook. And I've gone viral a few times with uh, some of the stuff I've written, so definitely be a writer, yeah. no yeah. doubt. Um, <clears throat> we're almost at the end here. Uh, oh, did you answer what profession would you not like to do? He hasn't. Yeah, so um, I would say early childhood education, man, because I – when I drop my three-year-old off at the his little school he goes to, mm-hmm. I don't know how they do it, man. They're angels. They are patient with all those kids, mm-hmm. and I, I can barely control my one. Right. You know, you know. It's, and that's it's, why I said teaching. Both my parents were yeah. high school teachers, and <laughs> when I uh, started college, that was my major. I was going to be, uh, you know, education, mm-hmm. and I quickly changed my mind. Yeah, I was the same. <laughs> so why am I doing this? Right. Yeah. 
I've uh, I've heard horror stories uh, from pediatricians and, and teachers. Um, I don't even want to go into it the, the negative stuff, but yeah, it, it's got to be one of the hardest jobs on the planet. Just to you're almost raising someone else's kid in a way, yeah. and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, guys, that's it. That's all I have uh, tonight. We got to tell some good stories, some funny ones. Um, Zach, I hope you come back on the show. I'm sure you got a million more, right? So oh, uh, we haven't even scratched the surface. Awesome. Um, Zach, I appreciate it. Josh, thank you. thank you very much. This has been the 86 at Podcast. Uh, check us out on social media. We'll put links in the bottom. Uh, we can check out our other previous episodes. You guys have a good one. Thanks, guys.